coast to coast, border to border, and around the world. It's time for The Bill Alexander Show. The Bill Alexander Show is a guest-driven program where the topics are diverse and entertaining. Laugh and learn while you listen to one of the best hours of online radio. Now, here's your host, Bill Alexander. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this edition of The Bill Alexander Show with yours truly, William Eric Alexander. All my friends call me Bill, and welcome to the program tonight. Well, this one is appropriate because we're recording this on Valentine's Day 2023, and it is a, um, a documentary that was filmed by, or I should be say put together by David Milburn, and it's called A Hundred Years of Men in Love. And it, it's very interesting. I've had the opportunity to see portions of it, and it's one of those things where you start looking at these photos going, wait a minute. I never thought that. And I can go back through family photos myself and say, hey, this this isn't we just thought it was normal. We didn't think anything of it. We didn't realize there was something else more there because they were people that we loved and people we cared for. So, David, how are you doing this evening? Good, Bill. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And it is uh, Valentine's Day, so I'm wearing red and we're going to talk about love. <laughs> love matters, Bill. You know that. Yes. <laughs> So I was going through the, the bio and everything, uh, David, and before we get started about the actual documentary, can you explain to my audience who you are? Uh, well, I'm I'm a journeyman actor. I've been an actor all my life. Um, I started doing commercials when I was a kid, did a lot of campaigns for McDonald's, the Glasses to Go campaign, the Sunday Smile campaign. I was a Sunday Smile, and I I had very supportive parents that said, you know what? I don't want you to end up 40 years old what, 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 you know, wondering what if. What if you've gotten given it everything you got? So I gave it all I got. I, I, I became the youngest member of the Screen Actors Guild or the um, Actors Studio in New York, Lee Strasberg, studied there, went to Northwestern, did my first movie for Roger Corman, Slumber Party Massacre. <laughs> Still signing. Um, autographs at conventions for a film that I did when I was 15. Okay. Sequels. But uh, then I uh, played, uh, went on to GH, General Hospital, played John Stamos's best friend on uh -huh. there. I'm Lance Hurt was my character. Uh, started doing other, other things, uh, independent films. Uh, I played everyone's good husband or bad husband, depending on, on the script at Lifetime. Uh, was in the um, uh, Oscar-winning film Gods and Monsters, played Sir Ian McKellen's doctor in that. And I've just really been a journeyman actor. And okay. at some point you say, you know what, what else can I do? So I moved into uh, still acting, but I'm still, still, I moved into act, uh, producing, directing, and writing. So this, uh, this uh, documentary that you put together, um, the photos that you found, where did they come from to make this? Well, they came from all over the place. Antique stores, rummage sales, uh, old shoe boxes, found in wallets. And I have to to uh, uh, credit uh, Hugh Nini and, and Neil Treadwell, who put together the collection. And it solved an age-old question for me because I had my own photo that I found uh, in boxes of, of my parents' stuff when I was a little boy. This is an old tintype. And the tintype is of two handsome gentlemen sitting next to each other, shoulders touching their legs mm -hmm. towards each other. 
they're holding a placard that says Bourbon Fair 1908. This is a tintype. Mm -hmm. My dad was born in Bourbon, Indiana in 1926. So at that time, I, I said, Mom, Dad, what, what's this picture? Who are, who are these guys? You know, they're handsome. Who are they? No, David, this is your great, 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 great uncle and his friend. Mm -hmm. Well, this tintype always held uh, such fascination for me, such wonderment. So when I ran across Hugh and Neil's collection of 3,700 pictures, just like this, mm -hmm. this is my ancestry. These uh, are two gentlemen that, that uh, were in a relationship. They um, Their love mattered and their love matters today. I called Hugh and Neil up and, and I'd already won uh, one of my Emmys at that point. And I said, you know what? I think your collection would make an amazing uh, TV special documentary. I said, can we work together? I said, absolutely. They gave me all 3,700 pictures. My editor, Billy Clift, and I culled those down to 350 that are in the special. And um, that's what we got. So when, when, you did, when you did the special, other than having the pictures of the individuals, did you know anything about them other than what may have been written on the back of them? Well, um, you're very correct, Bill. We we have um, signs, the actual writings of, of people on the back of the, of the photos. Uh, and I, I'll give you an example. Uh, during the, the film, I said, well, here's another extension of the film. Let's read the back. Okay. Written on those photos. So I'm an actor. I did the narration. And it, it gives you yet another key into this, this immersive art form. I mean, we go from 1859 to 1959, 100 years. And what's written on the back, to give you an example, there's one photo with two men being uh, in a cart being carried by a horse. Mm -hmm. Arm around the other one. And on the back of that photo is written, here's a picture of your Uncle Bill and his friend. Bob. Right. Bob horses. Bob rode horses in parades. The father says that they were both clear as ducks. <laughs> we get this commentary from not, you know, always from the people in the photos. Right. Who found them and wrote their own commentary. What what I find interesting is when I was going through the documentary looking, there were a lot of photos. Um of people that are in the military of, of gentlemen who would have these pictures taken and they always look like they're having fun. They're relaxing, whatever it may be. And I'll be honest with you. I've seen these photos in people's scrap albums, but I never put the connotation to it of what we're talking about and just thought they were perfectly innocent, which they probably were, but, it, now with what with what you're telling me and showing me, it has a totally different filter on it, and well, it's interesting the way that p things were perceived then and how we perceive things now. It's interesting though that you would pick pick up on that uh, in in the TV special we expose one military couple that we actually is the only living connection we have in the entire special. Okay, uh, two soldiers that were uh, members of the Rainbow Division. Go figure, Rainbow. Yeah back in the World War in World War II, and the two of them um, lib helped liberate Dachau. And after they did that, they went back up into the Alps 
they took these beautiful romantic pictures of themselves uh, by a lake and in the snow. They exchanged rings. Mm -hmm. And the ring today is worn by a nephew of one of the gentlemen. So that nephew told us that my my uncle would go up into his closet, pull down an old shoebox, and show me these photos mm -hmm. during World War II. And that's like I said, that nephew still wears that ring uh, of one of those of his uncles. Um, so there there is a collection of of uh, military um, subjects in our our, our uh, TV special. And if you think about it. That was during the, uh, a lot of that was during the 40s, and the photo booths were very popular. Right. So what happens in a photo booth? Well, you have to close that curtain, yeah. no developer, there's no photographer, and those photos just spit out of that machine, mm -hmm. and you can, uh, those are just yours, yours and your, your partners forever. Right. As intimate as you want. That's why when we look at these photos, some of some were like pristine, and others were like folded up and 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 stuffed up and stuffed into a wallet. So there's a whole array of, of photos in the special, and you can actually look at the special by thinking it's a history of photography. Uh, we start out with the tintypes, right, uh, and onward. There's even a section where there um, everyone was under an umbrellas. So in the late 1800s, we're like, why are there so many people under umbrellas? Well, if you think about an umbrella, the handle, you can your hands are touching. And then an umbrella creates a canopy uh, to, um, you know, deter wandering eyes or what right. umbrella. So we really think that the umbrella is, is kind of the rainbow flag of, of that time. Uh, and, and again, that's interesting because we don't, and and maybe it's it's later generations that we don't think that these things were going on before a certain time. They were, but they were, and I don't like to use the word hidden, but they were out of the spotlight and, right. and not as acceptable. So these guys, unfortunately, had to hide these relationships. And I mean, I'm sure there's a few people that knew, but they couldn't, they couldn't express themselves the way they should and to me a lot of ways that when they had professional photos done that that was opening themselves up to probably ridicule at the time that no one ever even thought of You're absolutely right bill i mean they they faced imprisonment they faced loss of of livelihood i mean those of us who can openly love whomever we want right. now that's our shoulder rest on the shoulders of these gentlemen who took the risk to say, you know what, our love matters, and and it matters then, and we're going to capture it. Who, you know, they captured it for posterity. They didn't know that a hundred years from from now, from then, that their pictures right. would show up. You know, we're told that if we we have a torch and we're supposed to pass it on to ignite other young people to to carry forward. Well, if you pass that torch on, you're in the dark. What we need to do is take these pictures, hold our torch, and enlighten people to say, you know what? Go love. Go go love authentically. Go love whomever you want to love. And know that these folks showed us the way. I believe that the TV special or the film is really a call to action. It's a call to action to be bold, a 
say, you know what? These gentlemen did it. So I'm going to go out and love who I want to love and take mm -hmm. it. I know that since I've worked on this film, I, I'm I'm very aware of when pictures are being taken. Oh, I'm sure, it. yeah. Like, well, you know, a <laughs> hundred years from now. You well, know? there's a set of photos in there with um you you're dealing with African Americans. Which photo, which I never even thought about it until I saw the, do the, the documentary, talking about how photo photography was out of their reach at the time. And you have two gentlemen sitting on a roof that you believe is New York City, sitting in this chair, one on one sitting on another one's lap. And I'm thinking about it going, not where they're dealing with, with racism in the country. Now they have to hide this, the person they love. And they have to deal with this whole different set of problems that they may be developing. So in other words, what they're doing is they're hiding within their own society because they don't want to be found out. And also the access to, uh, let's face it, cameras in, in, in those times were expensive. Right. To even have a camera around was limited. You know, of those 3,700 pictures and we pulled them down to 350, I included all 30 that we had mm -hmm. uh, African-American, Asian, Hispanic couples because it meant that much to, to be inclusive of that. But you can't be inclusive if they're not there. Right. Uh, you know, so it really is a sign of our, our times. And uh, I feel very honored that we can at least have some photos that show that, that uh, LGBTQ goes across all races and uh, ethnic backgrounds there's there's another one that just popped into my head um there's two gentlemen sitting in a car and which would look like any teenager sitting in the back of a car goofing around whatever and the way they're sitting in the vehicle which of course it's a convertible there's no top to it and i'm thinking to myself going I wouldn't notice anything about this photo except that the guy has his hand around the other guy's waist. And unless you look at the photo, you don't see that. Yes, it's an examination. And cars, you know, cars were a huge. Well, cars are still huge today, right. even more so back then. So we have a whole section uh, in the special of cars. And when I, I love that you're so... Um, um, you're so immersed in the photos, Bill, because that's what I feel audiences feel. I feel, you know, the film has won 23 film festivals. I stand in the back of the audiences and I feel these audiences going, what is this? What's going on? And then they they go kind of all mass. They kind of, oh, right. It's an art installation. I'm going to examine each film and I'm going to immerse myself in the history and the details of each shot. That's why it's just not a montage. We just go and 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 let the creative uh, juices flow, so the audience gets a sense of each picture and the time that it's coming from. We feel that we have the first selfie. There's one shot in the late hundreds of two guys with an old camera, and they have some contraption, but they're shooting in a mirror. So they've got okay. their own and and they're shooting. This picture into a mirror, we call it into the mirror. And and uh, speed ahead, we feel it's the first selfie ever taken. So when you looked at these photos, and I got so many questions now and so many ideas for you, that you you, you looked at these. How many guys 
other than and I see the poster behind you of the two men kissing. Were there a lot of those? Were there a few of those? Were there an equal amount? How how did that all work out? Progression in the TV special, we look at, uh, first of all, the love is in the eyes. So we start a section of, of looking at what's what's uh, happening in the eyes as they look at each other. And I have a funny story about that. Uh, like I said, these film festivals, I stand in the back and this one woman came up to me. She said, oh, oh my God, David, such a beautiful, beautiful film of love. Mm -hmm. I wish to God I had a man who ever looked to me in those eyes. <laughs> it's like, well, first I was like, oh, how darling, darling. Yeah. How sad. But, but that's what we're looking at in the eyes. And then we go to body parts touching, you know, maybe a hand, a, a thigh, a, a foot resting foot, um, putting the arms around each mm -hmm. other. Move into uh, uh, actually, you know, being in bed but clothed you know, in certain uh, uh, situations, and then we move into the ultimate, which is the kiss. Right. And um, several, several pictures of kissing, and that's and that's where we take take off. Uh, uh, we end it there with the kiss. You you made a comment um, when you were talking about watching the people. Um, viewing this film and I can actually see it being an art installation of putting it in a setting where all these photographs are there, having people in the room and open up the discussion and then take them to see the movie and then to bring them back out again, just to see what their impression was. Because I mean, it, it, the, it runs for what, about an hour and in some cases, you miss a lot of stuff in an hour that you have to watch it over again, that it would be interesting to get the impression of people of what they what they saw, what they felt, and open up conversation. Many people go back uh, and back and watch the film over and over again. Um, I was very honored that the Hollywood Museum here in Los Angeles um, um, made an installation of the film, uh, Hollywood it's, it's playing there for a year. And then just recently, the uh, Palm Springs Art Museum reached out and said, we would like to um, hold a charity event using the film um, because they realized it is a, a, a piece of art. It is an immersive piece of art where people go and they just go on the journey. It's not just a film. It's a piece of art that needs to be looked at and studied, like you said. Because each photograph, there is so much information to, to, to gain and glean from what's going on there. I'm very, I'm very proud of this film, as you can imagine. So it ends in 1959. And I know that if we would go 100 years, we'd be in, in 2023. But if you looked at looking at the, the 60s and the 70s, because that was when a lot of it was coming out coming out into the public eye and there i think in that time there was probably a lot more discrimination against it because it was becoming more publicly noticed and it would be interesting to see what those photographs would look like would they look the same as they did 20 years before or would they look different well it's interesting you know uh the uh contraception in the straight world kind of gave gay people the the, the license you know with with the birth control coming out and, and uh, straight people and heterosexual could have mm -hmm. free speak in the 60s and 70s. 
that made it okay to, to, to kind of experiment. Right. Then uh, LGBTQ community came along and said, well, okay, uh, we don't have the risk of becoming pregnant. Uh, we see the, the heterosexual community going for it uh, because of contraceptives. And right. That's, uh, okay. Um, so then the gay people came along in the 60s and 70s and the pictures changed. It was out in the open. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, not many people realize that that whole coming out period uh, of uh, Stonewall and the Black Cat Riots mm -hmm. was really due to free love, mm -hmm. free love heterosexuals, which is kind of fun. That's, that's, that's an interesting piece of history. So, so when, when they were looking for the photos, did this something just happen that they were noticing there was a lot of photos like this when they were going to these yard sales, flea markets, auctions, whatever they may be, and they started noticing a theme when going through these? And as soon as they saw that theme in the eyes or in the, in the body mm -hmm. part, well, obviously the ultimate was a kiss, they would collect it. They would buy that that photo and they would add it. They first started with one. They thought Hugh and Neil said, we'll never find another picture right. like this. And then they started kind of looking and then they found another one and another one and, and uh, 3,700. Uh, that's, that's what we got. Now uh, I want to, I want to bring up one fact that I'm, I'm thrilled about, you know, 74% of Americans now agree that same sex marriage. Mm -hmm. is right. That's with the respective uh, marriage act. that was just uh, right. When have Americans ever agreed on <laughs> You're right. an issue? So if we think then of the 26% uh, percent that we don't know about, well, the same poll says that 13% of those 26 don't, don't really care. Right. Way one way or the other. So that means that we're only deal dealing with 13% that are not okay with uh, same-sex marriage rights. And you know what? I'm not a judge. I, I believe that we should not be judgmental. Uh, people have the right to have their own beliefs. Mm -hmm. and, uh, so, but that's what we're dealing with, uh, 13%. Now, those photographs, were they all found in one portion of the country or were they found nationwide? Uh, nationwide and also uh, throughout Europe. Uh, Neil okay. Traveled to Europe uh, and got into the, into the, the hunt. Uh, if you will, the, the, the uh, collectors would come to them and give them photos, uh, and they expanded their search worldwide. So it's pretty in, impressive, and I'm 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 absolutely in awe of what they they've done with their collection, and I'm I'm so happy that we were able to put it in a film to get it out to the world to get people to know that this love was here. And this love is now, and the pictures that we take of ourselves now, mm -hmm. for positive role images, this love will continue. Because it is. It's just, it's just love. So when you, when you, when you, when everybody agreed that this was going to be done and you had to get financing for it, how did you approach people about this? Because, I mean, you don't know if you're dealing with that 13% when you're asking for things like this. You don't know who you're dealing with. Well, this is the beauty of Here TV, H-E-R-E TV. Yeah. 
the largest um, uh, LB, LGBT network, uh, satellite system, cable system mm-hmm. in our country. And Blue TV, uh, our, their whole company mandate is to provide positive role images. Oh, wow. Our, okay. Uh, uh, young people. So I took it to them and they said they wrote the chat. And uh, um, that's what's so beautiful is that if we do provide positive role images, we will cut the suicide rate of our young uh, folks who are just being bullied. They're saying, I can't take this anymore. Life isn't worth, worth living. So if we provide them with images that we were here, we are here, and you have a future, there's no better thing that you can be doing to save you from that. So I feel very pleased to be working with Blue TV. They are authentic. They they try to go with authentic storytellers to tell authentic LGBT stories. That's what you've been able to do and with what you just to do that 100 years of these photographs and being able to narrow it down to 350 to me has to be amazing and had to be a feat that didn't just happen. I mean, it had to take a long period of time and I'm sure you were looking at one photo, looking at another going, okay, we're going to put this one. No, no, no. We're going to put this one in. And the whole idea when you decided which ones you put in, what was the criteria? And I understand some of it had to do with ethnic background and stuff like that. But overall, what was the criteria? Well, it's, um, it's, it's interesting because, and this is funny, my editor, again, Billy Clift and I, we we knew these photos so well, we, we started calling them couples. We had names. Okay. Oh, Bill and Tom, you know, Fred and Mike. Yeah, we'll put him in there, this and that. So we wanted to create a journey. We wanted to escalate the intimacy from the look to the touch, to the body parts, to being clothed in bed, to finally the kiss. So once I had mapped out the journey of the film, the journey of the art installation, if you will, um, it was pretty clear which photos intensified that experience. Mm-hmm. That It became experiential and it showed different time periods because we are covering a hundred years. Uh, so it was, it was difficult, but it was such a labor of love because we're dealing with love and um, you can't you can't have any better better process than that i i also juxtaposition famous uh gay authors and okay. their thoughts about love and their their famous quotes about love mm-hmm. and that in between the photos and the music and and the narration so it becomes uh, it becomes a whole journey, which is, which is fun. So with these photos in, like you said, auctions, flea markets, yard sales, estate sales, whatever it may have been, um, are you prepared for someone to come up and say, Hey, that was so-and-so in that photograph. And we wanted, and I mean, we heard stories, but we never had proof. I mean, are you, I mean, cause you know, someone's going to see this, that knows someone in there, you know, that love that i would love that bill that would be that would be so joyous to have someone come up and go you know that that was my great uncle yeah how that would it feel i would love to know who these people are in my life right why was this in my family collection who are these people um and of course everyone's dead 
Um, so it would have to be some surviving uh, relative that would. Well, that's it. why I was thinking the ones from world that you have from World War Two, their kids, grandkids. It, that, I mean, that well, would they, be interesting. Yeah, the nephew has substantiated, you know, uh, because you and I, and I'm I'm just making the assumption, but I'm sure a lot of these guys did have wives back at home while this or whatever and it and ended up getting married coming back because that was the right thing to do and trying to uh to to i don't want to say alleviate the urge but what 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 we think of whenever people do um make that assumption so i can imagine there being some family members with with uh hey that's and and I think so. That's why the photos ended up in the shoebox on the right. Top. That the closet, yeah. Been put into a wall. You know. uh, but then again, others were pristine and as if they were were on a mantle. And if you look at the photos, the effort that went into some of these photos, the pristine uh, suits and the cufflinks and the and the posing and and getting the right look. There was a lot of effort and a lot of love that went into them. These gentlemen wanted to capture what they had. And I, I fantasize sometimes, and I think the audiences have told me this. What would it, what are they saying, you know, in this virtual world? If we if we look down, you know, the, these gentlemen finally seeing right. their picture, they thought would never see the light of day. And now they're in this TV special for people to see. I would, my fantasy is they're going see, 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 we were right. We were right to be authentic. We were, were uh, good for us for capturing what we captured. And look what we've allowed to, to expand the freedom to open, openly love whatever we want. I believe that they will be looking down on us and smiling and saying, thank you. Mm -hmm. You know what? I have to return that gratitude and say, thank you for showing us the way. Thank you for mm -hmm. providing possible images. Thank you for letting us know that we're not alone, that we can love. Um, that would be my fantasy. Some of the other things I noticed, you're talking about how the, these, these, these gentlemen were dressed to the nines in these outfits. And I'm going to look at some of them and I go, if you look at them and you, now, now you know that they're, they are a couple, but in some cases they look like they're brothers because they're dressed alike, or they look like cousins because they're dressed alike. And maybe that was because they didn't want anybody to know. And this was their way of documenting that, especially the professional photos. Cause that's, that's the one thing that still amazes me that they were willing to go in there and subject themselves to that. And you know, there's that one photo, and one of my favorite photos, they're, they're like 18, 19 year old kids. And it looks like it's in the late 1800s. And when you would go into a photography studio, there would be props there. Right. There would that you could pick up and hold and this and that. Well, they chose to pick up a sign, uh, just like the placard here saying Bourbon Fair. They held a sign that said, not, not married, but willing to be. Okay. Well, that would be a young woman and a young man saying, right. not married. But they have the guts 
and say, you know what, you and I are going to hold this because we're not married, but we're willing to be. Such commitment, that same, there's a series of photographs of those two gentlemen, two young gentlemen, 18, 19 year olds, um, where another that they're holding the umbrella too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not willing, not married, but willing to be the other one that's holding the umbrella. So there, there is another one of them holding uh, uh, two gentlemen holding an umbrella. It's a black one. I think they're at the beach or something. And there's two women looking over the, over, over the edges of it, like looking underneath it. Yeah. Well, they, you know, uh, we have straight allies um, today and, and obviously right. allies there. They were protecting this, these gentlemen by uh, onlookers to make sure. Okay, go ahead and take your picture. Go ahead. Back, yeah, you know, um, and that kind of inclusiveness and acceptance is so exciting to see a hundred years ago that we can imagine how far we've come. That seventy-four percent of Americans are saying now, you know, they, they are uh, they have the right to to have that guaranteed right. But listening to you and and these photos and everything else, because I'm going to put a different spin on it that I'm thinking that it was acceptable then, except that the political leaders at that time did not want that because it was going to ruin their perfect society. Because if you had people that were allies, I'm sure there were more that were than not. And because who's taking the picture, who's yeah. the one holding the camera, who's the one doing all this. And I'm thinking there's more to this. There's more to this than just the two people. Who's the one holding the camera. Who's the one making these arrangements now? And now I have all these questions <laughs> that it where uh, it's a delivery truck. You know, it looks like it's like 1930. And one guy's in the passenger seat kind of looking back and the two guys kissing each other. Yeah. You know, of the truck. You know that, that it was OK. You know, it's OK. And I think you're right. I think our society somehow got into uh, this is wrong and and we don't want this and started putting clamps on on this freedom that that maybe saw back then it's in these pictures yeah because again i'm 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 looking at these and I'm, I'm scrolling through the screener right now and there's some that are popping up and i'm looking at them going you 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 wouldn't be able to tell if you didn't know and that's what I think is amazing. And again, there was someone there taking that photograph who thought it was, it's okay. It's normal. They love just like everybody else does. And we're going to document that for them. You know, Bill, I don't know if your audience, you can see the, 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 yes. the movie of the two men kissing on the back of that one uh, was written. My darling. My darling. So one of them wrote my darling and and then again we mentioned earlier about the ones in the military that were in active duty that were taking them and of course we've heard these stories about you don't do this but there was another soldier taking that photograph there was someone else doing it and that's and that's what i think is amazing about this because for years I think there probably was a very negative connotation, but I think that there was more acceptance than we know is, right. I guess, the best way to put it. You're absolutely right. And, and you, you uh, remind me of a photo we have in the TV special of, 
a group of sailors sitting on a ground. They're all eating ice cream. And there's one couple in the foreground that they're kind of on top of each other, you know, just hugging. And on the back of that, it said, ice cream's good on a hot day. (laughs) Does Mike still love Joe? Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's just like. um, Well, again. Lovely uh, stuff, literally, of pieces of history. And and again, from again, what I've seen, and um, like I said, I've watched most of it, and of course, I've scrolled through it. It is, it's, it's, it's very. It was needed, is what it is. It's very needed for this time, because, like you said, if it weren't for these guys, we would not be where we are today. And I think the people realize today need to understand what the suffering was then, and how far they made it just within a hundred and. 140 years or 150 years. Well, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, at least my solace is at least these people in these photos were not suffering alone. They had each other. Right. And the, the, uh, the brave, the courageness, the courage to take the picture because it mattered to them. So they had each other. And they had those allies, some of them, uh, and uh, and today it's much better, but there's still more work to do. So how can my audience see the documentary? Well, it's playing everywhere. Uh, it's on Here TV. Okay. TV and Here TV on every cable and satellite system in the United States. It's also on every streaming platform in the United States. You go to here.tv and find out what what the best uh, uh, um, mechanism or what the best avenue is for you to watch this piece of special. So, David, what do you have happening next? What are you planning on doing next to top this? Well, (laughs) you know, it's fun. Uh, I I won an Emmy last year for my uh, TV special uh, TV series called Girls Voices Now where we give cameras to underrepresented little girls, 13 through 18, match them with female mentors who look like them. Oh. And go shoot your stories. Go tell us about your lives. They come back with these heartfelt stories and I put them together in a series. And last year, um, uh, here TV uh, with Girls Voices Now brought home uh, the first Emmy, uh, beating out Sesame Street and... uh, (laughs) and the noggin but it it's a series that these you know social bullying and and little girls are having such difficulty uh they see you know kim kardashian they yes. want, i look like kim kardashian why don't so why don't i just cut myself or commit mm-hmm. suicide they're they're deeply uh uh troubled so to be able to do a series like girls voices now to provide a voice. These young women don't have anybody listening to them in their in the realm of their lives, let alone they shoot their stories. We do a premiere of their movies and we give them certificates and they those smiles, they, they, they see those smiles, they go, my my voice does matter. I can I can make a difference. Whether they go into show business as filmmakers or not. Right. So from that point on that they have a voice and they can use their voice. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, uh, 
I so and I love it. And then I'm writing I'm writing a kickboxer film, uh, which is called- boy, that's a transition. <laughs> it's, a, it's a film, and here again, uh, it's a film uh, where kickboxer is out there doing good work and beating the bad guys down. But we're casting uh, uh, the top guy in the kickboxing world who happens to be gay in his personal life. Okay. So that's a positive image for our yes. young You know what? I can star in a film and I can be a kickboxer and it doesn't matter who I go home to, to at right. night. It's revolutionary for our audiences and that's what Here TV does. That is really great. David, I really appreciate it. This was enjoyable. And uh, when you get the one with the kickboxer done, let me know. I'd love to talk to you again about that. And I'm also going to look at the piece that you did with young ladies last year, because again, that sounds very interesting too. And I have, I have three kids. I have a 22 year old who is an actor. I have an 18 year old son and I have a, a, a 15 year old daughter. So I have experiences on all those ends and it's kind of interesting to see that and uh, something I can share with her and share with both of my boys. So, Well, Bill, you've been a pleasure too. And, and, you know, it's people like you that help move us forward too. So I just want to congratulate you and, and celebrate you for, for putting uh, material like this out there. Uh, so, so people can, can understand that love is love. Well, thank you very much, David. And you have a great rest of your Valentine's day. Bye-bye. A big thank you goes out to David Milburn for joining me today. What a pleasure it was to talk about his new documentary, A Hundred Years of Men in Love, The Accidental Collection, as we talked about photographs that were found in some of the oddest locations, such as yard sales, flea markets, estate sales, and things like that. Again, finding these photographs of men expressing love for one another that dates back from the 1850s to the 1950s. So, David, thank you very much for joining me. And you, thank you very much for joining me, too. And we'll talk to you next time here on The Bill Alexander Show. Thank you for listening to The Bill Alexander Show. The Bill Alexander Show is a million-dollar baby production. For more information, go to thebillalexandershow.com.